0: Most kids resent a dad who's constantly pushing them. Let's go. But not Rick Hoyt. We can do this. For years, Rick has been pushed, pulled, and carried by his dad, and he loves it. Here they come. That's because Rick, a wheelchair quadriplegic since birth, and his father, Dick, together have competed in over 65 marathons. So when you see Dick Hoyt pushing his son around, you're witnessing extraordinary devotion. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. A few words for a successful
1: life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth. All the time. Why? Write thank you notes. Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. Can I go now? My dog wants to play. Oh, yeah. Play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more.
2: What makes California the most biodiverse state in the nation? The Golden State is home to about 6,500 types of plants roughly 40% of which are found only within its borders. With Earth Day coming up, here's a relevant superlative to add to California's resume, it's the most biodiverse state in the nation. That means California has the largest variety of plants and animals of any state, including about 6,500 types of plants alone, roughly 40% of which are found only within its borders. The state also has the world's tallest, largest and oldest trees. This impressive plant and wildlife diversity exists because of California's size, its Mediterranean-type climate, and its wide range of habitats, including coastlines, mountains and deserts, which span both the lowest and highest elevations in the contiguous United States, according to Allison Young at the California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco. The state's north-south orientation plays a part too, she said, because California stretches across many climate-defining latitudes. I don't think we'd be nearly as diverse if we were east to west long rather than north to south long," said Young, co-director of the Center for Biodiversity and Community Science at the Academy. Within the state, San Diego is the most biodiverse county, she told me. But this distinction isn't all good news. California is one of 36 global biodiversity hotspots, places that are biologically rich, but also deeply threatened, having lost at least 70% of their original native vegetation. The New York Times published a map last year showing that California had the most imperiled biodiversity of any state in the contiguous United States, with more than 30% of its species threatened with extinction. We have this tremendous biodiversity, But we also have these major stresses, including that we built ourselves into the fifth-largest economy in the world with 40 million people," Wade Crowfoot, California's Natural Resources Secretary, told my colleagues at the time. In 2019, California created an annual Biodiversity Day to encourage the protection of the state's living things. In a similar effort to raise awareness about the state's biodiversity, Young and her colleagues at the Academy partnered with the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County in 2016 to start a friendly competition that they called the City Nature Challenge. The week-long contest invited Bay Area and Los Angeles County residents to see which side could photograph and submit the most images of ladybugs, birds, worms, coyotes and other plant, animal and insect species spotted in their neighborhoods. We figure we're rivals in so many other things like baseball teams and housing costs and burritos, so let's make a competition about nature," Young told me. Los Angeles County won that year with 1,601 distinct species documented, compared with the Bay Area's 1,551. The City Nature Challenge has since expanded so that anyone can participate, it will be held this year from April 28 to May 1. Young said she hoped that the upcoming BioBlitz event would not only help scientists better understand California's biodiversity, but would also inspire people to pay attention to the plants and animals living in their backyards, and to care about their conservation. In the places that you know and you live, if you do take the time to really notice the things around you, you really do develop those personal ties to smaller things, she said. I think we can form those connections.
3: league footballer facing two rape allegations has been interviewed by police about a further alleged sexual offence involving a third woman. The player, who has not been named for legal reasons, was interviewed last month under caution over an alleged sexual offence said to have been committed in Barnet, North London, in February 2022. He had previously been arrested in July of last year over a rape allegation made by a woman in her 20s. While in custody, he was further arrested in relation to the alleged rape of a second woman in April 2021 and June that year. The Metropolitan Police said it would take no further action in relation to the alleged incident in June 2021 because the relevant legislation had not come into effect at the time. This latest investigation relates to a third complainant and was reported in July 2022. Police say that the 29-year-old player denies the allegations and that his bail has been extended.
0: Gautam Adani is a self-made Indian billionaire. We've seen him buy up asset after asset across the country, ports, airports, power plants. Whenever he speaks about his group, he always says that his conglomerate's goals are aligned to India's goals. It is the belief in the India growth story that keeps the Adani group going. As recently as just a few months ago, he was the second richest person in the world. To his critics, however, he's a more complicated figure. Political observers think Dawudam Adani is very close to Prime Minister Narendra Modi. This was one of the hot topics when Narendra Modi came to power. On the morning of January 24th about a couple of hours after sunrise in Mumbai journalists across the country were greeted with a large 100-page document from Hindenburg Research in which it accused this empire of essentially stock manipulation and accounting fraud there was an instant market reaction in Adani companies were looking at losses of north of $130 billion the last thing Modi wants is to be involved in any in, in, you of know, this uh, Mark. There's no doubt that the government of India needs empire builders like Adani. But underlying all of that, there was a sentiment that if Adani fails, what happens to India's own ambitions? If you're living or visiting in this country, you really cannot the independent of an adani asset coal mined from adani coal mines is transported through adani run ports and railroads into power plants that adani owns the electricity generated from these power plants then runs through adani owned grids into homes built with adani cement he keeps very very low profile we have not seen him splashing money buying luxurious cars or buying yacht or holidaying in luxurious destination The relationship between Adani and Modi go back decades, even before Modi was Prime Minister. Both of them hail from the same state of Gujarat, renowned for sending out entrepreneurs around the world. Adani has grown so big so fast. Adani is aligning the business goals of the Adani conglomerate with the goals of Prime Minister Modi. If you want to grow a country, you need to build your airports, you need to build your infrastructure such as electricity grids and power plants. It's very natural that uh, he will lean towards uh, big businessmen, big conglomerates, big business groups to develop such kind of stuff. If Modi has come to the world stage as a political leader who understands the needs of business, Adani has been a big contributor to building this image. There's another level of questioning about whether Adani is actually funding Prime Minister Modi. For instance, Prime Minister Modi when he was campaigning for his first term in office, he very publicly flew in an Adani plane. The party claims that they paid the Adani group rent for use of this plane. India's political funding was always opaque. But since Modi has come to power, there's an added level of opaqueness. The Adani Group has repeatedly denied financial improprieties or receiving favors from the government. Hindenburg Research is a firm incorporated in New York City. It was registered by Nathan Anderson, who is what we would call a short seller. He exposes discrepancies in accounting with the intention, of course, of driving down stock prices. It was a very strongly worded allegation because it said its biggest con in India's corporate history. It wiped off more than 100 billion dollars itself. One report and a few trading sessions has taken Daudamadani from the top list of world's richest mint. There were many allegations in the Hindenburg report against Adani. The main allegation was that people close to Gautamadani used offshore shell companies to pump up the prices of stock in Adani's listed forms. He then, according to these allegations, used these pumped up share prices as collateral to borrow more money from banks. Bloomberg has investigated some of the funds. These are all Mauritius entities, a country known as a tax haven, that have little or no information on who are the beneficial owners of these funds, essentially where the money trail leads to. Obelini Agatha has published a lengthy proposal to allegations of fraud by short seller Hindenburg Research. The report is a malicious combination of selective misinformation, stale, baseless and discredited allegations. The fundamentals of our company are very strong, our balance sheet is healthy, and assets robust. When the Hindenburg report came out, there were several people in India, nationalists of course being among The forefront of these, who said that this was just an attempt to malign the image of India, Gautam Adani's conglomerate saying that any attack uh, towards Adani Group is attack towards India's goals. They were trying to reiterate was they never defaulted any payments in their history, and uh, they always maintained a conservative cash management uh, uh, tactics. So, what has Hindenburg Research Allegations done to Adani? The aggressive expansion has been slowed down. The capex has been slowed down. Uh, you will not see Gautam Adani as the busiest deal maker in 2023, unlike in 2022. They are continuing with this uh, process of prepaying and repaying a whole lot of debt. That seems to be a very big part. Uh, of how they're trying to portray themselves as this very good corporate citizen as the opposite basically of what Hindenburg uh, had alleged. So there's good debt and there's bad debt. Of course you have to have debt, but what is the level of debt you can keep? That is a key question. The critical lesson learned in this entire episode is how robust is your regulatory framework? How robust is your judiciary framework? And how good is Indian landscape to do business? As India looks to tap Western capital more frequently, it will necessarily have to adapt to Western ways of doing business. India will have to open up its accounting books to Western eyes. To answer to the question whether the Adani Group is too big to fail, is a trickier one. It can survive the you know Hindenburg research allegations because it is built on strong fundamentals and it never defaulted. Next year, Modi, of course, has re-elections. This is something that Modi will will no stops to get at. His party wants that third term in office. And once it gets that third term in office, Modi then needs to cement his legacy. And for that, he needs billionaires like Gautam Adani.